Welcome back to CodingCat.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Here is Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Welcome back to the Coding Cat Dev Podcast. Today, I just have the Dougie here with us, Brian Douglas, here hey. from OpenSauce.Pizza, and I'm so excited to just chat with you and find out more about OpenSauce. So how are you today, Brian? I am doing fantastic and happy to. I remember when you y'all kicked this thing off, like maybe mid twenty twenty. I don't know when it started, but yeah, yeah. Alex was listener. doing it a little bit um, before, and then I joined in early twenty twenty, and then we've just kind of taken off from there. So yeah, it's been an exciting journey. Thank you for being a listener, and we appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, let's just dive right in. Can you tell us a little about yourself and then some of your background, how you got into tech and open source? Yeah, so Brian Douglas, go by B Dougie on the internet, B Dougie on Twitter uh, and Twitch, uh, if that matters. And uh, yeah, so uh, I have quite a bit of story. Um, like if you Google Brian Douglas or if you Google B Dougie, like I do have some a story on the README podcast as well. Um, Cliff Notes is I got a finance degree. Uh, in 2008, during the last recession, went into sales, decided after being promoted multiple times in sales, I didn't want to do it anymore. Had an idea for an app, learned how to code, um, and then joined like an online boot camp as well back in 2013 to like get my the balance or of the force of how to make web apps. Uh, yeah, and then worked at a few startups. Um, some are around, some are still around <laughs> as well. Um, so Netlify, employee number three. Uh, was brought on to build, yeah <laughs> com is the the dashboard and was converted that from angular to react as like my initial job uh, and then helped build out deploy previews as a feature deploy um, domain dashboard as well so like connecting your domain and build a lot of that as well but yeah and then um, took a tour through github four and a half years doing devrel uh, so that was a lot of fun and now mm -hmm. i'm slinging pizzas Slinging pizzas at opensauce.pizza. I love that yeah. domain name. That is so cool that you're one of the original like Netlify people. And it's funny that you called it the app.netlify.com is the dashboard. I call it the dashboard too. And there's like an internal thing going on right now. Like, what do we call this thing? <laughs> it's like some people call it an app, some dashboard, some a, just UI. I don't know, but it's, it's there. It's that thing. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a it, like that that whole I, I learned a ton at Nellify. Like I was early days, got to work really closely with some of the early designers as well. And uh, yeah, I just learned like previous to that, I, I only did Ruby on Rails mm -hmm. um, and was like a full stack developer, but like could barely write JavaScript. And at around that time, React got really popular. Like it, it came out, well, it got popular in, like around 2014 ish. Yeah. Um, and I got put on a React project. And I learned React. And like six months later, uh, I had been using Netlify for about a year as an early customer uh, or user. I wasn't even paying for it. Uh, so like my number is like 8,000 something. And uh, I only noticed because when it hit a million, it was a Netlify yeah. 1 million. Yep, the 1 like, million devs. Yeah, so I was using it for a while. And then I had Matt reach out to me and was like, hey, we've been watching the stuff you've been deploying. I had a blog and a podcast. And uh, they asked me to join up forces and i was like ah oh, why not take a chance i'm here in san francisco why don't i work at a earlier earlier startup and that was yeah. that was the case 
That's really awesome. And do you consider yourself kind of more of a self-taught developer then? Because it sounds like you kind of paved your own path through all of that. Yeah, I, I, I would say I'm majority self-taught. So I, the program I went through, uh, it didn't scale. So it actually, it, it doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. But it, they called themselves a boot camp for a certain amount of time, but it was a mentorship program. Okay. So I had an idea for an app. I paid the tuition fee, which is way less than what boot camps cost today. And was like, okay, I have a mentor I can meet twice a week and I'll, I'm going to build my app. I'm going to learn. And then they're going to unblock me with questions. So like, I did this all the time. I, I have so much empathy for like junior devs that I don't mind when they ask me a lot of questions because I will answer them because someone did that for me. Um, and so that was basically my experience. And then at that point, it was like self-taught, like just sort of go do your own thing. Did that kind of drive you into this like open source world too? And being that person that like wants to mentor and help other yeah, people? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I like once I figured out how all this was like all the world works, uh, because so I mentioned I, I graduated in a finance degree uh, in 2008. I didn't get a job in finance. I wanted to be a financial planner, wanted to do investments. And I didn't get a job because I had no network in finance. And I learned that really quickly. Like when I interned, I interned for one company, an insurance company. Didn't want to do that job. And everyone else I worked with or went to school with, they're like, they're getting jobs through their network. They're like mm -hmm. their internships or through their, their dads who did golf. Um, so I didn't have that. Like my dad didn't play golf. So I, when I learned like how the web worked, I was like, oh, if you just ask a, a good questions, you'll get good answers. And that sets you up for success. So like when someone told me Ruby on Rails, you can like Rails new and you have like an app, you have an app literally you can deploy after doing Rails new. And like we have this, like that's this, it's a given. Like Redwood does this, Next.js does this. Um, so once I learned that, I was like, oh, I, I, it's, I'm, like, I will answer any question that someone DMs me, as long as it's a question. Like yeah. if you DM me hi, like I don't answer it. <laughs> But if you did DM me like, hey, I, I read a blog post or I saw you on a thing or this this uh, this cat podcast talking about pizza, <laughs> I've got questions like, what what can I do to start today? I'm like, oh, cool. Let's jump on a call. And like, I, I, I'm a little more free form of like giving up my time because I've learned how to do my like whatever job I'm working on. I know how to scale it. And um, so like I do have a lot of free time. I don't have a lot of free time right now, but um, I just like giving back uh, and open source is a way to give back in the open uh, yeah. in a way that it's like, there's like a link, like a GitHub PR is a link that you can show, you know how to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So not only can it show that you can take that at PR to like a resume or a cover letter. Um, it also is a place I can point to. If someone asks me a question that it's already been answered, yeah. I can point to that PR and be like, Oh, we already solved this before. Check out this PR. That's such an interesting perspective. We were talking about this earlier in a meeting, how sometimes maintainer, things get lost. They kind of like are one of those hidden skills that like you're a maintainer and you do these things. But that is so true about like linking to issues and things you can see like, hey, I did this PR and this was stuff I worked on and your name is attached to it and it's a visible thing. So I really like that perspective on it. So yeah. it you. seems like you uh, are able to like handhold people and really like step into that mentoring role. What was it like working with GitHub and open source maintainers maintenance like what made you get into like the open source side of things yeah that's a good question it was um so it's like a meandering road but like i my my first contribution into open source was through a node.js project and the reason for that it's like i had an idea um i was working with a group of individuals we were building a slack 
group or open source, like it wasn't open source. It was a community, open community for people of uh, underrepresented backgrounds to come and chat about tech and like level up. Uh, the, the community doesn't exist anymore. Like it was just like a <laughs> spur of the moment. Uh, we actually, we spun out of Code Newbies. Uh, Code Newbies was, oh, uh, yep. Saran is actually, she also went to a bootcamp the same time I was learning how to code. Uh, so we crossed paths pretty early in our, both of our careers, at least our tech careers. And um, so we were building this thing and like we wanted to auto invite people to Slack because at the time that wasn't a thing. Like you had to put your email in. Your email mm-hmm. had to be either in the company team because it was a team, pro- yep. it was a product for companies and people were leveraging it for open communities. So we, I built this like cron to watch a form, a type form, mm-hmm. uh, connect that to um, a Node.js server that then would send an, an API request to Slack and invite them to my, my, my Slack group. Cause like we wanted people to discover it through the web and like through Twitter and stuff like that and like join without being like, can I join? Can I join? Can I join? Yeah. Like, no, we'll automate this. Well, when I was researching this, I, I needed to, I was only writing Ruby code at the time. Like that was what got me my first job. Uh, barely knew JavaScript. I knew jQuery pretty well, but jQuery was not the way to do this. Um, so I discovered that there was server side JavaScript, like Node.js. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. I knew jQuery for years, but now I know server side JavaScript. And uh, found a project on GitHub that was like, it solved all my problems for me. It was like a library, oh, nice. NPM install. It did it. Uh, I think even back then it wasn't even NPM. I think it might have been, um, uh, man, I forgot the other I forgot the other tool. But anyway, there was another tool that was like NPM. But what I'm getting at is like, it w- worked for me, but it didn't work. Like it was broken. And I didn't okay. realize what was broken about it. Long story short, the, the brokenness was there was a new version of NPM, um, which was... Uh, you had to do the harmony tag uh, to do any sort of ES next or ES six at the time mm-hmm. uh, type of program. And this was using all ES six, okay. uh, like the, the modern version of JavaScript we use today. Uh, there's like a ES five was like around for 10 years. And this was yeah. like a huge shift in the entire industry. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that I was just learning as all this other stuff was happening. So long story short, and this is not even short, but I went to the, the, the repo on GitHub. And I saw that the person who created it on his profile, there was an email and I emailed him directly. I was like, Hey, cause I didn't know how to use GitHub issues. I didn't know anything about GitHub. I just had an account and I typed up like, Hey, I, I can't get this to work. How to, could you help me out? Like, this is what I've tried. This is what the error message is. And yeah. they responded. It was like, Oh yeah, this put the dash dash harmony flag in there and it worked. And I was like, Oh, wh- why did that just work? <laughs> and then he gave me a long exp- explanation of like, everything i just mentioned yeah it was like oh yeah in an email and i was like oh super helpful i was like and this is like over the course of a weekend so like i, I started this a friday night by saturday night it was working oh, um, nice. and i was like oh it's so helpful and like you've been like also messaging me like 2 a.m in the morning so what i'm getting at is like he he was actually a digital nomad he was like traveling thailand following a k-pop band and i was like oh that makes sense why you were messaging me so late in the night while i was also working on this late in the night yeah. Uh, so it all clicked. But then I was like, oh, wow. Like people will just give you free mentorship if you just ask good questions and it's all open. And if you're polite and nice, like people are human, like they want connection. They want 
most people that are maintaining projects too want to talk about like if you're willing to help them and like do something that's nice for their project too like if you're just a kind human being that yeah people are willing to help you out and i love that chat was trying to help you out with the package manager and they were iojs iojs is what it was what the version was uh, oh, okay so there was a split in the javascript community where node.js went one way and iojs was like another so think uh, of like deno and like all these other runtimes like Bun that are coming out right now. Yeah. Well, this was like a big shift. IOGS is no longer around. They end up eventually merging together. Um, but yeah, it was a facet, fascinating time. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say that, that like a lot of times in open source, like people treat it too transactional uh, where it's like, I found I'm using a, a library and it's like, oh, it doesn't work. Uh, I'm just going to move to something else. But like there's so much other stuff I, I realized that not everybody has time to go do what i did yeah like, this was my this was literally my night and weekend um so again like totally fine if like you don't have time for that you could definitely move on find something that works but i sort of took the opportunity to be like hey i'm just gonna ask the question like i feel like i'm like i'm a kind of a smart person i can figure out problems mm -hmm. this was a hard problem and at this point i got i learned how to code got a job it's so, like i'm capable of doing it it's just something i'm just missing like i didn't know harmony flag and uh so uh, i think if folks I, I try to push people to be a little more personable but also like explain more of the problem so like if someone's like hey can, here's a screenshot of my error message okay like give me a little bit more than just your screenshot of your error message like i love reading but I, I would love for you to read that to me in the description of what you tried and how you got here and it will help you more in the end too i feel like that was one of the things that i learned very early on in open source is that if you were helping other people and teaching them that you actually helped yourself but if they would like read the error message and like figure it out they were quicker to catch up on those things too yeah for sure and it's the um it's like the so a part of the other part of my early story was I, I wrote a blog post. I, the reason why Netlify reached out to me because I was writing a blog post like every week on something yeah. I learned last week. And the reason I did that is because when I was learning how to code, like I was learning Git like on my own. And I was like, I don't know anything about this stuff, but what I'll do is when I learn something new about Git, I'm going to write a 500 word blog post. And I, I uploaded to blogger of all places or Blogspot. Um, Blogspot blogger. It's like basically the same thing, but Owned by Google, because um, I want to build a blog. Because like I, I, I was of the opinion if you, everyone tries to build a blog or a portfolio site, you first learn how to code. Mm -hmm. If you're building a ship while you're trying to sail down the stream, it's very challenging. Uh, also, if you're building a blog to write blog posts, you're not going to write any blog posts. You're going to build yeah. a blog, and it's going to be amazing, but you won't write any blog posts. So, use the uh, the blogger um, service. Wrote 500 words every two two or three times a week. Uh, just to remember what I did yesterday. Cause like what ended up happening is I would go back to like blog posts from six months ago. Like, you know what? I, I solved this problem before. Let me go back to it. I did the exact same thing when I was learning to code, I would write down notes and they were in Markdown at the time. And then once I learned how to make a blog, I made a blog and put them on my blog, but I made the mistake of like only having my blog that no one could see. So I could have put them on like dev.2 and some of them I did, but I didn't yeah. share them like openly, but I did that same thing. And I felt like that was so nice to have a place that I could go back to and like, I can see like how I did this and it actually helped me learn more through that too. Yeah, it, there's a it's a special way of learning to like, even if you don't share it, like just typing it, yeah. typing it out, taking a note. Like I write notes. I have a whole like notebooks of stuff that I write down that I never look at. 
because yeah. like one day I'll look at it, but I'll probably just, it's not searchable or anything like that. It's just really the practice of like writing it down, spelling it out. It helps to be like embedded in memory. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about open sauce.pizza. How in the world could I forget about this? There's no need to freak out. We have Storyblock. Robert, you're right. But we still need a plan. Okay, how much time do we have left until the launch? 24 hours. Okay, let's go. ready to publish. So let's get this baby online. The, the word Jamstack is it's like it's like a warm fuzzy in my history because mm-hmm. I joined Netlify um, right as they were joining Heavybit and we got the opportunity to do a podcast which was now Jamstack Radio and we were look, like searching for like what the term would we, we would use for the podcast and like at the time, Jamstack existed, but like we weren't using it heavily in any marketing or branding or anything like that. And I was like, I, I honestly, I think Jamstack is like what we should call the podcast. Uh, and at the time, GraphQL Radio, sorry, it was a it was a React Native Radio with um with Nana Dabit. Um, yeah. And so I was like, oh, we'll just call it Jamstack Radio, and it might last a couple years. It'll be pretty cool, maybe like twelve episodes out of it, and like we'll be good, and like we'll have something that's searchable. Um, and the reason why we chose Jam Shack was also like maybe like a, we recorded the podcast. Uh, and I think even the first episode, I don't think I even mentioned the, the name of the podcast, but we ended up hosting Jam Shack SF, which is a meetup, local meetup. So we started using the term more. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's funny to how how much it stuck, because even the first Jam Shack comp was called Active Ingredients, because that was the that was the other term that we were actually looking t- to use. It was like Storybox, the, the um, like the, all the dynamicism and yeah. the drag and drop. Like that's what we were trying to aim towards, active ingredients. And uh, anyways, long story short, we we went with Jamstack. Oh, no. And I love it. I came up through the Jamstack, too. And I actually learned like about Jamstack before I really even understood what it was. And like at at your boot camp. Um, no, I was self-taught and I took some online courses from ZTM, Zero to Mastery Academy. And so Andre Nagoy is like the leader of that community and did some stuff through that, but um, like I learned Gatsby first. And okay, excellent. Yeah, so just really kind of dove into the Jamstack ecosystem, and I, I love it. I love the naming. I love everything about it. It's so cool. Have you seen the Jammy Awards yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like uh, gold. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and I'm I'm looking forward to <laughs> who who's going to be uh, walking away with this. I know, me too, because this podcast is up for it, and then I shared a. Uh, AJ, uh, AJ Anthony is in the chat with the FS Jam. FS Jam is up against us for podcast of the year. So Excellent. That and uh, JS Party is the other one. But yeah, nice. I'm excited to see who wins. But that was a little aside. But I want to get back to talking about open sauce. And so, what was your goal behind creating open sauce? Did you have like a thing in mind that you wanted it to become? Yeah, yeah. So like the like the story I, I shared about this Node.js IOJS problem and getting feedback. Mm-hmm. It was always, I was always intrigued, like knowing that I could just walk into a repo and like report a bug. Like I learned how to use issues later on, uh, but also even like help combat against that bug or open up a PR. Um, so 
I, I guess I got way more bold in my career, knowing that it, it just like one, you're one DM away from like getting a mentor that's going to unblock your entire career. Mm-hmm. And I, I just a, a couple of people, like I shout out like Kenzie Dodd, um, Ryan Florence, like those are folks who like I've had DMs with early, early, like before people even knew who they were. Like we were all yeah. in the same scene, learning React at the same time. Uh, and they were extremely helpful to me personally, like in my my upbringing of being coming a developer. Uh, and now they're like on to bigger and better things. And so I guess what I'm getting at is like, uh, I, I knew there was a pathway for folks to join tech and like level up. Uh, and I was doing this other thing where I was, um, I was mentoring at the the same place I learned. Uh, I also years later became a mentor as well. Uh, and we started um, doing, we started, I created this program called the Open Source Apprenticeship, uh, where people would for uh, about six or seven weeks, they would work with me and we'd go contribute to open source. Yeah. And it was, a, it was like an idea I had as like a, just an engineer uh, at the same company. And as I was leaving to go work at Netlify, I started doing this apprenticeship where I would mentor people how to do open source contributions. And like, I didn't have a lot of contributions. I just knew how to like interact on GitHub. So I was just teaching that. And uh, we had folks like contribute to Go projects. We had people contribute to Upstream to like cool up and coming React projects. And it was just like, I didn't know I could do it. I didn't know they could do it. We were just trying together, mm-hmm. uh, just being respectful, working at issues. And like one thing I learned is like the best good first issue, like there's a lot of like, oh, I can't ever find good first issues. The best ones are the ones you open. Um, so like my intention was like, let's just go build something with these projects so we all can be educated on how these work. And as we find bugs, we open them, we contribute back upstream. And like the goal is not build like the next Facebook or the next blog or portfolio site. Like sometimes you get lost in the sauce doing that. Yeah. And you forget that at the end of the day, there's humans behind the, the code that's written. Uh, so like I've contributed to like Webpack um, just because I, I found issues. I was like, hey, yeah. I'm going to open up issue. Also, I'm going to learn how to do this. And like, Shout out to Tobias who joined Vercel and is now working on this new Turbo Pack. Yeah, but like I would, I interacted with Tobias as just a junior dev back in the day, early web tech, uh, web pack days. And Tobias is not a huge public person, uh, but like that's a connection that late years later he was on my podcast, and now we have that sort of that sort of we, we not that we grew up together because he, he's way past me. But what I'm getting <laughs> at is like. If you want to level up, if you want to make those connections, it's it's through open source. It's it's just right there at you. I do, yeah. I really love that idea of contributing back. So if you find the issue, like learning the thing that's wrong and like actually giving back to that community that you're using clearly because you filed an issue. But I, yeah. I love that. And I think that mentor mentality kind of sticks with you too. James Quick has talked a lot about having an early call in his career with West Boss and how that kind of changed his perspective on like how to mentor. And now he's like doing this whole learn, build, teach philosophy and like doing that. And so it it really sticks with you when someone is kind and nice enough to like take the time to actually work through these problems. Yeah. That, it, I would say it's funny that James and Wes are connected because I'm also connected to James as well through this random yeah. content. But it's also like we all we see the value of like growing up more devs and like honestly like I just want to see more underrepresented folks get into tech Absolutely. and uh, open source is a way that that this can happen at scale. Um, so sorry, well going back to the why like open source like I built it for me mm-hmm. so I can start tracking my open source contributions because I was teaching it back when I worked at Netlify teaching open source through this boot camp uh, part time, uh, but also I needed like need to track to see like what issues we were opening, how long they were staying open, like if they're getting PRs, were they getting comments and all that work I, I did on the side as like a 
no one else could use it. It was like my personal project. And two years ago, someone asked, it was like, hey, why don't you put login on this? Um, so I can have my own dashboard. I was like, oh, I guess I can rework this to make login work. Um, so it ended up 2020, when everybody went remote, I started live streaming on Twitch. And I had login and authentication on open source. Uh, so we launched that about the summer of 2020. And uh, then we started growing community. And at the same time, we created a Discord. And um, did that for two years until I left GitHub to work on this full time. That is such an incredible story. I love every bit of that. And I, I think I may actually get into open source today and log in and it may become my new thing because my notifications for GitHub get so lost for me. And I may need this tool to like actually organize my thought process with how I do my notifications and stuff. So I'm very excited about getting into this. I kind of want to show the screen real quick and just show everybody the landing page right now. I don't know if you want to let anything out of the bag, but I know it is open source and you mentioned that there might be a new landing page coming out soon. Do you want to talk yeah, about that? I, yeah, you can share the, the, the new landing page makes more sense because this was our okay. prototype uh, that Drill can right here. This was the original platform uh, where you could track issues and see contributors. Uh, okay. But this is now a deploy preview on Netlify. And the real goal, like, and then again, everything below the fold is still being worked on. So yeah. definitely <laughs> check out this on Friday or Monday of next week. Uh, but what I'm getting at is like, we want to, what I found during this process of I was mentoring students and new de junior developers how to do open source is that folks, it's it's nice to go open up your first issue. It's nice to go find projects. But like at the end of the day, there's like a broken system when it comes to open source where mm -hmm. we just need like the maintainers and the companies that do open source to also do a better job as well. And that's what we're currently focused on with the open source insights is that we want to also encourage folks to do a better job to bring on more people to then find issues and open up issues. So um, I, I, what I'm getting at is like there, there's a need to like do education on the company level on how to do open source. Cause I, I firmly believe that every company will have an open source strategy, like mm -hmm. whether they know it today or they don't. Uh, and it's because like you can now validate open, like you can validate de developers in a way that's not as expensive as going through the in a thousand interview process of, hundred applications and trying to narrow it down. Mm -hmm. uh, so like that's that's what we're looking at here. And this is like where we're trying to sort of make a movement of companies value open source in a way that's sustainable. I love this. And I think that's so true that a lot of companies, whether they think that they're open source or not, are going to move more towards this because that's a way to like get community to like give back to your company without having to hire a bunch of developers also. So I think that that's kind of the way forward. I was wondering if you could explain intelligence platform for everyone. Like, what yeah. does that mean? Well, so it's like you you go into like GitHub.com and you you see a bunch of projects. Like, uh, you see your projects. GitHub does have an explore yeah. page. Uh, when you get like, you, you could see based on stars. Uh, so how many people are starring the repo is a good indicator. So if someone has a fifty thousand stars, it's a good yeah. indicator. Uh, so if you click on the explore page up on the top in the nav. Um, it's a good indicator if you have enough stars. So spelt JS, um, good indicator. Someone's or this is spelt dev tools. But anyway. This is something they just started working on. So yeah, so pretty new. Yeah. It's, it seems like it's gonna get some traction. SWC, it's been around for a minute. Uh it's got some traction. So like based is on this stars, based it's on ones that you follow too. So I follow yeah. spelt JS. So I yeah, yeah based so on you're gonna see a lot of spelt contributions. Yeah, because yeah. it's all based on topics. Um yeah. so yeah, I, I worked. I worked with this team. Also, shout out to Christina, who's on the DevRel team at GitHub. 
everyone needs to subscribe to the GitHub YouTube channel to watch Christina talk about the latest and greatest in open source. Um, but she was on my former team at GitHub. Um, but what I'm getting at is like we we can now track stuff based on notifi uh, notifications, reading chat too close, uh, based on topics, uh, but also based on stars. But like what we're trying to close the gap in is from star uh, to PR. So like it's it's cool that people are starring stuff and it's a good indicator that there's some traction. Uh, but we want to also see like who who's starring the project and who's contributing the project because sometimes there could be a difference. It's like starring could show consumer or usage, but contributions and PRs could show indicator of growth and community, sustainability, scalability, industry leadership. Um, like that's all stuff that you can't just look at star and be like, oh, cool, fifty thousand stars. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a meaningless statistic. I mean, there is some emphasis on it, but it's just, it doesn't, yeah, I mean, it's not the end all. There's definitely some meaning. Cause like I would say um, back in 2021, uh, actually I'll say 2020. Cause I know that number better. Uh, Vue.js had about uh, 89,000 stars. React.js had about 50. Uh, so like the indicator is like based on stars, like, Oh, cool. Vue.js is going to yeah. crush Vue. I mean, Vue.js is going to crush React. Yeah. Now that it's at currently pretty close, like 190 stars, give or take 5,000 between the two. Uh, so 100% React is going to overtake Vue and stars. But like, what does that matter? Like, yeah. if you like Vue, use Vue. If you like React, use React. That's an indicator based on whether the technology is great. I would say Vue.js's Vue community is way more vibrant when it comes to contribution, though, in particular. So like, when you look at where contribution is coming from, is it outside of Facebook, inside of Facebook? That's a question that we're, we're going to be starting to answer pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to dig more into that, too. And I think that if you look at like the stars versus like actual usage, too, is not always equivalent. So looking at like NPM and checking like how much is the package actually download downloaded might be a little bit better of a metric to determine. But I mean, React has just so far overtaken the industry on that. But you're right. like. Have, yeah. Being a Facebook meta product, like its core maintainers are usually tied into that. And that's an interesting sidetrack. Yeah. It was the, the thing is like, so the question like, currently on Twitter, it's about Next.js and how closely embedded it is yeah. into Vercel. And like, that's a, I mean, it's a, it's a great concern. I think that the concern Vercel, like being a 400 person company, give or take 50, um, like, I don't know if that, like, people didn't have that same concern when GitHub was 400. But I guess what I'm getting at is, like, their question is, um, how many contribution to React comes inside of Vercel, outside of Vercel? Are they, are they eating the lunch of the community? Should, they, should we all start switching to Vue or Svelte? Um, or SvelteKit, which is also, like, I don't know how separated that, that will be in the next couple of years. But what I'm getting... Yeah, I keep saying we're, we're hoping that it is not going to be tied in too closely. So just... Rich and Doom de Doom Simon work for Vercel now, but there are like 30 core maintainers that don't work for Vercel. Yeah. So I've, I'm hoping that Spell is going to be one of those, continue to be one of those open source projects that allows outside input, but they are taking a lot of influence from Next because of them working. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say like a good, another good one is Angular. Like I could say like in confidence that Angular does not take a lot of outside contribution. Yeah. Uh, and there's a difference in that community than Next.js or Svelte. Um, so I, I think that what 
Vercel and even Netlify and all these other companies are injecting more contribution and dollars into these projects. Uh-huh. We're all as developers, we're all benefiting. Now, when you peel back the license and like, oh, I don't know if they're if I'm going to get it sued by Vercel or I can sue them, whatever that, that that conversation is, like that's definitely of concern. That's cool to to think about. But in the same vein, like you have Curl that has one maintainer and a bunch of complainers. So like like hundred <laughs> percent, like that's the, the correlation. Yeah. They're not getting the same sort of injection of cash and support from companies. Um, I know Daniel did spend a tour at Mozilla, but like that's co- come and went. Like I would be way more concerned about Curl and way more concerned about all these other tools that we depend on, these sort of micro libraries, yeah. than injecting more influence into the React ecosystem through Next.js. And yeah, so yeah, TurboPack might have some sort of enterprise solution. I think it still have open source pretty heavily. But there might be like a Vercel only thing. But I think competition, I think, is a good thing. And I think competition in the ecosystem, whether it's React or Vue or whatever, um, we're all benefiting. Where now we don't actually, I don't have to know what Kubernetes is because Netlify is built on top of that. Yes. And they will deploy my site and give you a deploy preview. And uh, like, I, you, you're welcome to, well, you just showed the, the deploy preview at Netlify. Like, yeah. But like, I, I'm able to share a version that was just shipped this morning of our landing page. And I didn't have to spin up servers or anything like that. Yeah, I'm going to switch to this view because you can't even see the collaborative deploy preview thing that like if you're part of the team. So if I was part of yeah. the team that was working on this, I could sign in and actually like comment on different things and say, maybe this needs to be fixed. Can we adjust this part? Yeah. And we, we honestly should be uh, using that feature more often. We don't actually use it pretty heavily. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like at the end of the day, like that abstraction on top of Kubernetes to now I can deploy sites. I think that yeah. same abstraction is happening currently in the front end ecosystem where now I use Tailwind so heavily in all my projects that I haven't thought about CSS anti-patterns in quite some time mm-hmm. uh, because now we're, we're, we centralize on a, a CSS toolkit. Uh, and I think it's the same thing with like V is doing amazing things in the, in the industry where I don't have to think about my build tooling. I don't have to go pull out the the scripts and see like what's broken or add random plugins to make sure. That's I can something that I saw earlier today is that that piece about TurboPack being like whatever it was, seventy times faster than V was pulled out. It was like one specific instance where it was, and then you don't think about all the developer experience that V provides you and all yeah. of those old Webpack plugins that were built in JavaScript are now going to have to be redone or done something like built in Rust to work with that. And V is just as fast, like most of the time. So it's an interesting, like it's, it's um, the, I guess if you drove a, I don't know if I date myself a geo Metro, um, like it's a super tiny car, super light, Mm -hmm. like zero to 60 is probably amazing, but it's a geo Metro. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that that TurboPack RV is a geometric. Like, I, I drive a Tesla, which uh, it's a weird flex. <laughs> a but, whole okay. other can of worms. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's a whole other thing. But what I'm getting at is like, it's not apples to apples. Like, you, they yeah. definitely left out the experience. And also, like, I'm not a big fan of the the versus like V versus TurboPack type sites because I did a lot of that early days at, at Netlify. I had a Netlify versus Cloudflare um, yeah. site that I created. Uh, really for the purpose of like Netlify is very small. Cloudflare had been around for quite a few years. It's it's punching up. And what I learned very quickly at, at GitHub is like, we don't punch down at GitHub. Like it's just not a thing because GitHub has at this point, 90 million developers worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is no necessary, like we don't need to talk about GitLab. 
And the reason like that is because Git, GitHub is twice the revenue of GitLab. But like, are, did the announcement that went out yesterday about GitHub's $1 billion revenue, did it mention GitLab? No, because you don't punch down. There it's wasn't like, any two. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like an opportunity for, yes, definitely GitLab can continue to compete against GitHub or better example, like smaller up and coming, like Coolify competing against a, a Vercel and LFI. Like, yeah. there's not, a, it's, it's on them to go ahead and mention the comparison to show how they're basically rising up. But I think with Turbo Pack, I don't think it really needed that versus or needed that 700 times faster thing. Yeah, 700. Um, that's what it was. Yeah, it just needed just, hey, you announced a thing. Now competition is now going to help drive and fuel growth. And what's going to happen is like 100%, the folks working on Turbo Pack are going to work with the people that are working on Vite. And they're going to have conversations and they're going to join They're They're going to be in the same discords. It's an appreciation thing too, like saying, hey, we, we love Vite. We know you've been using this tool, but... It just, it felt very negatively put out there, but I mean, that's a whole aside. Maybe we should just, I want to get back and talk. So you mentioned Netlify. So we're hosting on Netlify here, but I want to know like more about what stack are you using? You said Tailwind, Netlify. So what else do we have going on on this page? Yeah. So, um, so th this in particular page is an XJS site. Uh, we are doing similar to like, if you ever worked on the Netlify site internally, there's a marketing page that's at the, the app or the dashboard. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're doing a very separation Jamstack concerns where our landing page is just built for the landing page. Uh, and then insights. So yeah, so landing page, Tailwind, Next.js. Uh, that's pretty much all that needs to be mentioned. Um, and then the insights that open source. So if you hit start now, um, that goes to the insights page. Uh, and this is going to be insights for all of Hacktoberfest currently during the oh, month nice. of, of October. Maybe I can connect with GitHub here. And this should yeah, all... So it should hopefully redirect you back to the uh, the landing page. There we go. Yeah, and um, even on the deploy preview, I'm still on the deploy. Well, it uh, redirects no, you, me back to the to regular insights. site now. Okay. So yeah. when you click start now, it wasn't deploy preview because that's actually a separate repo. Um, okay. So this is a completely separate application, which is Next.js Tailwind. Um, so we you're do using a little bit of space as well. Uh, kind so of. <laughs> I, I don't. I haven't actually been following around with the uh, the microsite term. Like, I, I think it's just where you have like a domain and could be one site and then either a subdomain or a different route on that domain is a different site. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we are doing that. And I'm, I'm using um, microsites. <laughs> Sorry for comment. <laughs> uh. Um, uh, Ted actually works with me at open source too. He helps uh, support a ton of stuff, infrastructure and backend. Um but what was I getting at? Oh, anyway, um, we use Superbase a bit for the database yep. authentication. We also use Superbase and their authentication layer, which is also open source go true. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's basically the the structure. But like the goal for this is like we want to be able to see high level what's happening in open source. So if you click on the repositories tab, uh, it'll give you a list of all repositories currently participating in Hacktoberfest. Oh, currently nice. sorted by stars, uh, but if you do the filter... Um, Actually, is this by, yeah, this is by stars. If you go to filter add and filter. click like, um, yeah, add filter and go to our most recent or uh, most active. Yeah, this will then sort it into projects that are doing lots of contributions. So you can see how many that, I don't know what that first one is, but it's, it looks like the majority of it is merged PRs, which is a good Android sign. Android kernel, Google ravioli. I know it's probably like too small for everyone to see. Maybe I should. Uh, is that the... Um, Oh, that Ravioli is the um, 
Android has like the uh, food, all their versions. Yeah. Of food. <laughs> yep. So maybe, maybe that's ne the, new... the next one. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess based on the one contributor. Oh, this is, um, I don't think this is Android kernel. This might be spam, to be honest. But there's some contributions happening here. Yeah. And uh, it seems like only one contributor is involved. Um, during Hacktoberfest, which is interesting, we do see a bunch of like Hacktoberfest rep repositories. Mm -hmm. They get a lot of contributions. So 2,644 PRs, is, that's pretty amazing. 815 contributors. Um, but yeah, this is a... This is, is there a way to search? Uh, so we don't have search yet, but if you click, uh, click on any repo, uh, we do have filtering. Click the filter. Uh, and then in, an Easter egg is basically if you change the uh, URL in the browser, uh, you can just type in the, the repo there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was, this is basically just to keep everything secure, but also still allow people to filter down for uh, their repositories. I don't know if that'll work. No. Uh, you'll have to do a Oregon repo. So in the GitHub sense, it's like, it's called the full name. So org slash repo. Uh, sorry, that won't work either. So it's spelled, uh, spelled sirens is the name of the organization and the repo. <laughs> oh, so you have to write it twice. Okay. Yeah, it's um. If anybody's working with the GitHub API, it's a it's a common practice to yeah. Organize. Oh, an error occurred. It's fine. Okay. I was I was gonna point that out, and then that um, academy that I was talking about earlier, Zero to Mastery, they always do a Hacktoberfest thing, and they have all of these repositories that you can contribute to and they walk people through like their first contribution and then you can contribute to Got these it. without it being like a real production application. So you're not afraid that you're, so this is just a canvas product. So uh, okay. That's probably what all those hacked up repos are. Yeah. Uh, also we did, we only indexing stuff over a hundred stars. By default. Okay. Yep. Uh, the reason for that is it's 95,000 repos. Yeah. Um, so they continue to um, hit that, index API. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a bit intense. Yeah. I, Totally get that too. Yeah. All right. So um, we talked about the stack that you're using and there's kind of two separate like sites going on, two stacks here. So what are maybe some of your long-term goals for open source? What does the future of open source look like? Yeah, the future. So we, we currently, and we also have a roadmap as well. Oh, uh, awesome. If you went to open source slash roadmap. Is it on the top level domain? Uh, no, if you go, it's, in, it's on GitHub. Oh, so we have a, a GitHub project. Um, oh, not in this repository. In all of GitHub, OpenSauce. Is it in the top level organization? Uh, it should. Yeah, we don't have that many repos. I'm gonna stick this into yeah. the chat too. If you, if you did a slash roadmap on the URL that you have right now. Here we go. Yeah, and then if you click on that here link, which is not as descriptive as it, as it should be. <laughs> uh, cool. So this is actually the, the roadmap that we're working on right now. Uh, there I are some love details. Boards. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan. I worked with this team pretty regularly. Actually, this is a React app embedded inside the Rails site. So nice. It's, uh, it's one of the few places that GitHub's using React right now. Oh, interesting. Um, but the uh, so custom well, basically custom dashboards. So like if you wanted to see Spelt Society or any other repo, uh, we'll get a, give you the ability to next hopefully next month. It'll, it'll, it'll be soon, basically soonish. Yeah, um, October and December. 
some of the uh, Netlify teams are using these boards as like a uh, way to manage their stuff yeah project management. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, high level is like we want to be able to anybody can track any repo, uh, not just all hacked over fest, but just the repos you care about. Yeah, um, we also want to provide a way for people to have custom profiles or shareable profiles. Uh, so if you want to see how well you're doing in open source um, or you want to get recommendations for where to contribute. So like what we were working on before, uh, that will be hopefully early next year. Uh, some other stuff is like talent network, uh, be able to identify folks who are looking for jobs, um, generating resumes through contributions. Like that's also some other stuff that we'll be doing as well. And um, yeah, if anybody wants to comb through the roadmap and ask questions, DM me, or I can give you a deeper demo and some of the stuff we're shipping. I'm happy yeah. to do so. Awesome. Are these specific to me or are these in general? So these are only to Hacktoberfest. We we don't actually okay. have these filterable. Um, but if you did change the um, the word Hacktoberfest and the URL bar, bar to like React, um, it will still be Hacktoberfest insights because we aren't we aren't changing that on the fly. Yeah. But everything below, all the repositories searched are based on React repos. Oh, okay. Awesome. So if you click on the repo list. Uh, you'll see that these are all repositories currently tagged for React. Okay, awesome. Nice. Very cool. So I heard also like in your growth that a couple of people have joined your team and uh, we talked a couple of times on the podcast about it because we heard that Brandon uh, is now working with you at OpenSauce. So what are your plans with like future hiring? Is there funding involved? Like do you yep. have anything more coming? Yeah, so we, we are currently uh, a team of five. We've got a couple engineers and a designer. Um, we are just had Brandon join to help out with some some of the API stuff, also helping with some front end as well. Um, and then we also have engineers. So Ted's here um, in the chat. We also have another engineer that came through our open source contributions as well, mm -hmm. uh, who's Sunday. So shout out to Sunday, who just like did a really good job on the hot open pizza site. And nice. um as far as like hiring growth, uh, we did take uh, some angel funding to help sustain uh, nice. salaries and, and work. So congratulations. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so currently just focused on the current vision uh, and then also working towards a future vision. So uh, honestly, if anybody wants to DM me, uh, we will be hiring a uh, front end engineer. We will looking for folks who know Next.js because Next.js is what we, we sort of committed to, at least for the landing page and the insights platform. And um, yeah, if you have if you does, have the skills, does anyone yeah. know Next.js right now? Aren't we gonna have, like all the tutorials have to be relearned or redone? Yeah, yeah, might be yeah, learning yeah, along together with the new app directory, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, the, the 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 reason we chose Next.js is like I I definitely see the trend of, of folks who are adopting Next.js as like in their Absolutely. their their product. Um, it provides a consistent experience for people who do React and front end. Mm -hmm. Um, so when it comes to like, whether you need to be senior or junior, this role, you need to actually just know Next.js as yeah. what we'll probably have in the description. And it's mainly just comes down to like, we're, we're just going to need to solve some problems in Next.js and someone needs to be excited enough to go read the docs and, and be involved in Next.js community to help unblock us in future problems. Yeah, that's awesome. So if anybody's looking for a Next.js job, reach out. That is really cool. I'm so excited for the future of this and I'm going to start using it more and like see how I can 
get more into open source. I do a lot of open source, but not, I mean, it's more local to kind of my communities and things that I've been a part of, but I would Which love is to totally like, fine too as well, because that, that's how you get started. Like a lot of people, they go to Hacktoberfest, they want to go contribute to React. And then they get under, like they either get underwhelmed or disappointed. Yeah. And it's like, if I wanted to join the NBA, I can't walk on to the Golden exactly. State Warriors and start playing. Like you, you got to work yourself up to that. Like people didn't know who you are. You've got to have a tape of your college days or your high school days. And if yes. you don't have that, then you've got to like start now or today. Um, so my recommendation is do what you're doing. Like have projects, build them in the open. And eventually people will take notice. They'll ask questions. Uh, but yeah, if you, if, if you, if you want to like level up, move to the next level of your career, open source is a great way to start that. I love that. So how can people get involved and do you have anything else before we switch over here? Yeah. So uh, I, I'd say it all starts at the discord. So discord.dg slash open sauce. Um, hang out with us. over there, like uh, look inside the intros, say hello. What you're, what are you looking to get out of there? Uh, we do have a cool GitHub projects channel, which just streams cool GitHub projects. Uh, we also have a pizza pics. So if you eat pizza, like take pictures of that and share it in the channel. Uh, but then also, like, we do have a YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash open source. Um, that we're, we're explicitly having conversations with open source leaders and maintainers, but also new open source folks to talk about their journey and to make it more real. Because I think the, the more we talk about, like, how you get involved in open source, what your extent is. So if it's just your personal projects that happen to be open source because it's free, or if it's you did a co contribution to React once, like, share that story. Uh, and, like, we want to hear the stories in the Discord. Awesome. I just joined the Discord. I did not know there was a Discord, so I'm excited. You were talking a little bit Slack earlier, so I didn't know if you were still over there, but happy yeah. to join another Discord. It's awesome. Excellent. Happy Love to have Discord. you. Yeah. Well, okay. We're going to shift over to our perfect picks, and I'm going to just close out a couple of tabs and then reshare my screen. And I will let you go first if you would like to talk about this one. Yeah. So, Working at GitHub, I was working at this, um, uh, working on multiple projects. And um, I was like, I felt very distant from the design team at GitHub. Mm -hmm. And something that got shipped internally at GitHub was this tool, which was Campsite. So the person who's working on this now has exposed this to anybody can sign up and use this. Uh, but essentially, think of like Instagram meets Figma. Uh, so like, rather than invite everyone to your Figma to comment on designs, take export the image or your export screenshot, whatever it is. I actually don't know how the designers do it. I'm just a consumer. Uh, and then they basically share exactly what, what they've been working on. Uh, you can comment like just like Instagram comments. Uh, and then there's another cool thing called the rituals, design rituals. Oh. We can set up like a, a weekly schedule or monthly schedule uh, event to talk through designs. So if you wanted more connection to your design team, you want to see what they're working on. Uh, not even that you need to provide feedback, but it's nice to provide feedback in a way that's like a sort of like GitHub meets Figma. You don't have to be in Figma. Designers don't have to be in GitHub. Just have the conversation. Um, yeah, my recommendation is give it a try. Sign up for it. And um, yeah, provide feedback. It's extremely brand new. I think it's with, I don't know when they went public beta, but it's within the last month. I really like that because I use Figma a lot, but I could see where some developers or like marketers or like other people that might need to see designs and don't have that product, don't want to go into that product. So this is kind of meeting everybody where they're at. And I really like that mindset of it. I feel yeah. like it's like collaborative deploy previews, but for designs. 
Yeah, honestly, this would be a cool feature for for Netlify to have like a stream of live previews. Yeah. Uh, so rather than you just like skim GitHub, you could just skim the live previews as like a feed. <sighs> okay. Next app idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> perfect. Okay, I have two perfect picks. So my first one is Excaladraw, which I just saw in demos yesterday. Someone was using this and I had no idea about it. So I'm going to be using this for all of my like little kind of lo-fi to mid-fi like designs that I want to do going forward. But I thought this was a really cool tool to just kind of easily get up and running without starting a whole new Figma file and creating. That's a bit much for something like this, but I, I really like this tool. So that is my first pick. And my second pick is a kind of more fun one. Um, the Peripheral, we just started watching it. There are two episodes out currently and it was amazing. It was so good. Like I'm really into these sci-fi like shows and books and this is a book. So I've got it on hold at the library, hoping to get it soon so I can read it. And get all the spoilers for myself. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, actually, I've not heard of this. Um, so I'll have to put on the uh, the watch list, I guess, is what they yeah. call it on Amazon. It's really fun. Have I seen the new Apple Freeform? Hmm. I don't think I've heard of that. Is that... Uh, is that a show? I think that might be a tool for design. Freeform. <laughs> oh, no, maybe it is a show. We're both in different contexts. <laughs> it could be a show or a design tool. <laughs> I know. It's like, I, I don't know. Apple's Excalibur. So, yeah, it's a design tool. I had not heard of this. This might be what they're talking about. I'm going to hide the comment. And so, yeah. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. This... I've used this on the iPad before. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, WWC 2022. Interesting. This looks like their current like note app you can draw with on the iPad, but they've changed it into like more of a like sketch kind of yeah. thing. That's cool. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was amazing and informative. I'm so glad to nice to finally like actually get to talk to you. We've like heard about each other, but not like ever crossed paths. And now we're going to get to meet at Jamstack.conf. And yeah. just thank you so much for coming on and telling us more about open source. My pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. And um, everybody go check out opensauce.pizza and sign up and start getting those contributions in. Okay. Thanks. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.